Hey everybody, Dan Holstein here. I'm here with my friend and colleague Brian James, with a registered psychotherapist with Impact Counseling Services. Welcome, Brian. Good to see you, Dan. Likewise as well. Yeah. Uh, Brian was a client of mine in our group program, and uh, we got to chatting about more about what Brian does as a registered psychotherapist, and the concept of mental health for business owners came up. So our video today is all about mental health for business owners, how to recognize signs of challenges in mental health, and what to do about it. So with that, why don't we start off with uh, telling us a little bit more about what you do as a registered psychotherapist, then we can define what mental health is. Sure, sure. So I would meet people uh, usually on a one-on-one setting or sometimes couples. I also would work with families and basically um, would help them with whatever challenges they're facing. So I'm, I work with a lot of people that struggle with uh, addictions in their family or uh, couples that are struggling in their relationship. Okay, good yeah. stuff. So how do we define mental health? Because that's a term that uh, could be interpreted a lot of different ways. So how, would, how, do we, how do we describe it succinctly? Sure, sure. So from my perspective, to keep it simple, I'd say there are kind of four buckets under the umbrella of mental health. So one would be sort of clearly definable um, mental disorders like, say, schizophrenia or something like borderline personality disorder, something like that. Uh, a second one would be addictions. And uh, three and four would be anxiety and depression, which can vary from uh, anywhere on a continuum, from I'm feeling a little anxious to I'm totally petrified all the time, or I'm feeling, um, if I'm depressed, I'm feeling a little depressed today versus I haven't got out of bed for five days. Gotcha. So there's, mm. there's a, this, for all these different aspects, there's a scale. Sure. The severity and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So our context today is around business owners. And, right. um, and so business owners, often they've got a lot of pressure on them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that they need to deliver. They're growing their business, responsible for income generation, not just for themselves, but for their, their employees and all of their families. There's customers to, uh, to, to look after and, and please. There's vendors to deal with. There's fires to put out. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of, I, I think, what I've seen with business owners I've met over the years is a lot of them are, are kind of stressed out. So how mm-hmm. do we... How do we determine whether someone's sort of stressed out or suffering through some mental health challenges? Right. So one of the things that we first want to look at is sort of where their balance might be. If we're talking, uh, you know, from uh, looking at their challenges, it would be, okay, so how aligned is their life to what their priorities are? And therefore, are they in balance with all their different priorities and the important roles in their life? Or are they, which most business owners, or a lot of business owners tend to be out of balance, usually focusing more towards the work, towards the work. That's right. Okay. So what are some of the symptoms of someone that's um, having some challenges staying in balance? Like, How does that show up in a mental health perspective? Sure. So um, that would be a person who might find that they're struggling to, they're, they're noticing that they might be experiencing less resiliency, so therefore not able to return the call from that angry client as quickly as they used to be able to, or avoiding problems or dealing with issues. Avoidance is a, would be a key aspect of that. They also might find that um, just sort of taking it outside of the scope of mental health, that other aspects of their lives are not um, being maintained well. So their physical health, their sleeping, um, they might notice that they're snapping at friends and family more than they're used to. Uh, and then from a mental perspective, they might be noticing some increases in feelings of anxiousness or depression. Okay. So stressed out could be more situational and for a shorter period, but what you're talking about with resiliency and things like that, that's mm-hmm. more, it sounds like that's more pervasive and not just stressed out about business, but also other aspects of life that's starting to show up yeah. in as well. Yeah. They're noticing that they have perhaps less energy or a feeling of less capability of getting through the challenges that life are, is putting in front of them. 
Right. So less capability, less, less, like, as we can even call it mojo, like to just to sure. kind of get out there and do what they need to do. Right. So, yes. but I suspect that doesn't happen just right away overnight. That would be something right. that would kind of build over time through staying out of, of that work life and family balance. Sure, sure. Like, um, so it can be an incremental uh, increase to that, uh, that happening. And that might be um, seen or reflected in the way they're, you know, this was my boundary. I work from here to here and the rest of this time is family time and then work starts creeping into family time. Or um, I'm too tired to go to the gym today because I've been too busy focusing on work. And before you know it, do that long enough. It's kind of like running a car with the engine revved in the red that eventually that car is going to break break down. Gotcha. It needs yeah. the maintenance. That's right. Right. Yeah. So it starts off a bit at a time. That extra little bit of work, mm-hmm. that extra client they take on, the extra phone yeah. call, the Saturday. I've seen this with business owners, owners over the years as well, mm-hmm. where they start off, start off with their business and they're really excited. Um, and everything's, they're going great guns and they're taking on all, so much, they can take on the world. They've got that right. energy and that mojo, that resilience right. is very strong. Yeah. And then over time it can shift because they're not getting that, that balance. Everything becomes right. so work focused. And before, before we started shooting that concept that you were talking about of having the ladder uh, of success, right. so-called uh, up against the wrong wall and right. then climbing those rungs, working so hard and getting there, not feeling that fulfillment that right. they thought would be there when they arrived. Mm-hmm. So that all has sense to, to compile into or lead up into that diminishing of resilience and the, sounds like exhaustion on some levels as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also within that, um, while working within the business, there can also be different losses that might happen as they're going through. You know, dreams or optimism that they may have had when they started out might not be fulfilled as quickly as they wanted, which can also lead to more discouragement and impact their mental health. And when you say losses, do you mean like an event, like uh, you lose the big customer or a team member quits because of something yeah. you said, sort of like that type of thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like, or, or, or falling well short of certain goals that the person may have thought were very attainable or could have been attainable, but yes, uh, losing customers unexpectedly, losing that key employee that you weren't anticipating, um, and that can also impact... Uh, or their business can be impacted by losses outside of um, their business, meaning their personal life, like maybe mm. someone that they loved passed away unexpectedly. So all these things add up to impact the resiliency that an entrepreneur has to move forward. Which is a critical thing we need to maintain as entrepreneurs, right? If we're able mm-hmm. to continue to get up and, and do what we need to do every day. You touched on something interesting there about not hitting a goal. Mm-hmm. Do you find that when... I see this with business owners as well. They, they, we'll set it just as a as a group. We'll set big goals for ourselves, sure. and right, we get out there, we try to make it happen. And mm-hmm. do you find that the business owners that you encounter that they put a lot of pressure on themselves to achieve when they don't? That leads to a diminishing of the resilience. Yeah, especially if they're um, like closely aligned to their personal value, their self value that they hold for themselves to attaining that goal, to oh, becoming okay. whatever they hope to achieve, like whatever they're looking for in that achievement. If they don't do it, those people who are more closely aligned to that really can start being uh, very hard on themselves, judging themselves, and start um, creating some more bigger mental health problems for themselves. Gotcha. So the, the performance of the business turns into the worth of the business owner if they're really right. tightly aligned that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So what are some techniques for, uh, for business owners that might be holding themselves to such a high standard? How can they sort of balance that out a little bit? What are some of the things they can do to preserve their their mental health while they're going through the ups and downs with business and relationships sure. and everything else? Sure. I would say that um, uh, whatever self-care exercise that they choose to do, and we can talk about what those might be, yeah. that that becomes sacred time and 
very they're very intentional about implementing that on a daily basis. So things that might work for some people would be exercise, um, meditation, um, commitment to quality of sleep, uh, reading for personal growth, reading for business growth. You know, you can do that as well. Maybe there's an area you want to expand and you want to become more competent in one area of your business, and you're just committed that I'm going to read on this for. 30 minutes a day. And as my wife get, tries to get me to read for fiction, I'm always reading some next business right. book, so I might read a right. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is biography about yeah. business. It's yeah, a story. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So whatever that person feels reassuring and nourishing, and if they were to say to me, well, I only get reassured, or I only get nourished through working on my business, I would, I would challenge them on that. I think they're lost. Uh, their focus is not accurate. A little bit too that. narrow. Yes. And I, right. I guess the danger of that is if their only reference point of self-worth or feeling okay is if the business is doing well, then if the business mm. has, has something happened even beyond the business owner's control, that could impact how they're feeling about things. Yes. So uh, what about silos in terms of, uh, I heard the term, I forget where I learned it, but success silo. So work is one success silo. Family, how family is doing is another. Right. Um, hobbies, mm -hmm. um, education, friendships, things like that. So that's, that's part of that balance piece, right, to make sure that we're engaging different aspects of life and not just business. Right. Right, so that while you may have a bad day, a bad week, a bad month within the business, um, other areas of my life are continuing to grow and move forward. And it can be a challenge to maintain that, but um, it is, uh, it, it is, people are capable of doing it, and uh, they just need to prioritize that. Right, mm -hmm. and there's a few key areas that you touched on earlier. So it's the physical side, mm -hmm. the emotional, the mental, and then the spiritual side as well. Right. Right, but those, that's a nice way. The PEMS model, when I would work with clients, that would be something we'd look for. Where are you physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually in your life right now? And if we can, um, outside, and, you know, if we're not looking at the business specifically, but we're looking at those four areas, can we get to a place of health within those four areas? What, where would we, you know, that's a great place to find out where we're going to start to do the work. Maybe yeah. the area that's least that's performing the least well. Okay, is that the way that we go? Is, is there any one area where you could say yeah, sort of carte blanche that, okay, if you're struggling with either physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual, like if you're not looking after those areas, what would be, so that if you had to pick one, what would be the number one to, to start in at? Is there a specific one or is it case by case? Uh, definitely, I would say case by case, yeah. you know, as far as that goes. If you're talking about what's, if I said take away everything else and what's one thing you could do to yeah. change your circumstances? Yeah, just a quick tip kind of thing. I would find 30 minutes a day to exercise, whatever that looks like. So studies have continually shown that for the um, widest range of mental health and physical challenges, a sort of preventative tool that you can use, exercise is far and away the best. And so how strenuous does that need to be? Are we talking about going to the gym? Can it be going for a walk? Uh, it, uh, these studies are based typically on walking 30 minutes a day. Okay. That's considered exercise and uh, the adequate amount that people would, would need. Great, and with that half an hour of uh, walking, they can take on the lunch that they're not taking on a regular basis, right? That's right, yes. <laughs> Good stuff. So what if a business owner is really stuck in with their business and they're feeling too busy or too stressed out or too non-resilient, unresourced, whatever, to get into some of those health practices um, or maintenance practices for themselves and they're not, they're not doing that maintenance? What, what do you see happen in those cases? Uh, generally speaking, we would see a continued deterioration of um, their ability to... Uh, uh, focus, be present, face what's in front of them, and also um, maybe increasing conflicts in other areas of their life. Like personal relationships, friends? Sure, even business relationships. Right. Yeah.
Okay. So we've got challenges. We've got more challenges around personal relationship, business relationship, partnerships, things like that. So the business could continue or could start. The business might be doing great, even though the business owner might be feeling challenged. Right. So then we see the business itself could be having some challenges, which is going to lead to that bit of a spiral. Right. People right. feeling a little bit bad about what's going on and... Sure, yeah. sure. And then uh, what can happen also as a part of that is also addictive behavior could come forward, you know? So okay, so addiction is a pretty wide subject. So sure. So what, what are we referring to specifically when we're saying addictive behavior? Well, it could look like uh, substance addictions, which might be including drugs and alcohol, or maybe, you know, maybe alcohol is abused, uh, not in the place of an addiction, but it's certainly becoming a bigger problem. Okay. Um, or uh, there are also process addictions where people are addicted to certain behaviors, uh, such as gambling. Um, and there can also be, and this would be sort of a, a quasi-definition of like being addicted to work and wanting to focus more time on work. Because right? if you work more, then you'll fix it. Right, yeah, right? that's right. So it's interesting. A lot of the things that you talked about in terms of the, uh, the personal maintenance isn't about doing, it's about being. Right. I think it's an important thing to remember, too, is that we can only do so much, and at the end of the day, our solutions aren't necessarily going to come from doing more of what we're already doing. We need just to be and to think and get some new ideas right. as well. Right. And, to, and to maintain the machine so that it can keep on moving forward. Like the idea of, um, the idea of sawing down the tree that Stephen Covey talks about. You know, guy comes down, sees another guy sawing down a tree. He's been at it for hours. And the first man says, why don't you, know, why don't you take a break and sharpen the saw? And the... Uh, man sawing response, I'm too busy sawing to take a break. You know? <laughs> right. So it becomes this cycle that keeps on um, wearing away at their skills and capabilities to move through things. Right. And I've never done that ever. Yeah. Personally, yeah, never known either. a business owner yeah, to do it. That's right. Actually, now that we've sort of talked about it, I, th I think we have to recognize as well that if a business owner who's watching this is thinking, like if any of this has resonated with you, if you've seen yourself in any of the conversation we've had, yeah. You're not alone. I think that probably at some point, every business owner goes through some kind of challenge mm -hmm. and some may feel it more deeply than others. Sure. And it, it's, I guess the thing to say is that people aren't alone. It's, it's right. I, I think that mental challenge, mental health challenges, probably a lot more widespread than everyone might realize. Is it, would sure. you say that's accurate in your sure, I think opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I think we really live at a really uh, good time for this where there's less and less stigma around talking about mental health issues. And large corporations are actually getting behind sponsoring days like uh, the Bell Canada. Bell yeah, Canada let's talk. Let's days. talk and yeah. that sort of thing, right? So yes, yeah, it's uh, definitely um, individual. People are learning that they don't have to stay stuck in isolation um, with their problems. Right. It's kind of funny. Like if you broke your elbow, you go to the doctor, and there's nothing embarrassing about that. Sure. But if you're having a challenge mentally, it's oh. You know, what, I'm going to be judged, and right. what, what are people going to think? And I right. guess that, that that could turn into a bit of shame as well. If someone's thinking, hey, why am I having this problem? Everyone else is perfect, and it's just me. Right. So right. Do, do you see that in your practice as well, sort of yeah. instances of shame showing up with, with business owners and others? Yeah, sometimes someone will be presenting a problem of, hey, I'm not feeling well, or uh, I'm feeling more anxious. And the more we talk and work away at it, it might not be the first session, but uh, eventually we get to maybe that there's something they feel a lot of shame about, that they're afraid of being judged or criticized by somebody else. Ironically, they've been spending all that time judging and criticizing themselves. And so there can be... <laughs> Keeping themselves down. Right. right. So yeah. by talking about it and sharing what's going on for us, you know, I lost this important client or, um, you know, I made this poor decision that I was committed to and I invested money into it and actually I've lost my commitment to it and I've lost my money. Instead of keeping that in and internalizing it and letting self-talk kind of do what it does, which is usually criticize, um, finding safe people that you can share with and be open and honest and take a risk uh, can be tremendously healing.
and probably a little bit scary as well. I mean, yeah, no one necessarily right. wants to share sort of the inner sanctum of challenge. Sure. I'll do that now, actually. I'm going to share something that happened to me when I was a new coach. I went from being an IT guy, running IT services and software firm, to being a business coach. And during that transition phase, it was a real identity shift. And I felt at the beginning I wasn't doing a very good job. I, was, I just felt like I was struggling a little bit. And how am I ever going to make this work? And we have mm. conferences a couple times a year. And I'm going, I'm meeting these super amazing achievers. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, these amazing individuals. And I, I'm sort of down here. So I, I would feel shameful about myself or a little bit embarrassed about my lack of results sure. at, you know, at, at a certain point in. And, um, but what I found was um, every once in a while I, I've shared that in our, our inner forums. And people that are new... Um, they kind of look up to me now. I do some training, mm -hmm. and they go, oh, you had challenges? Yeah. Now, I'm sort of one of those guys other people are looking up to a yeah. little bit. And when I share that I've had that challenge, that, that kind of has made it okay for them as well. And they go, wow, I thought I was the only guy or a gal right. running through that or had that thing you mentioned. And So I think yeah. it's important that we talk about it because it's not embarrassing. It shouldn't sure. be. It's just we're humans going through learnings and challenges and situations. Right. right? Yeah, absolutely. And I can identify, too, uh, when I first started my practice um, up in Huntsville and I was working somewhere else and I wanted to start a private practice on the side, I started, I signed a lease and... Um, a year-long lease, $3,600 or whatever it was, and I... It's like a cardboard box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was... Uh, uh, I got into fear. I didn't know enough of what I was doing. I wasn't sure how to go about this, and I just got paralyzed. And the year went by, and I had one client, and it was totally humiliating and um, an experience. And then I was able to share that, take a risk with uh, uh, some people sort of in my support network and tell them what happened and really get validated by some people that I consider to be very successful and say, hey, Brian, we would be here all day if we talked about the amount of money or bad choices I made too. And it just normalized things for me. And I was able to kind of take that off and say, oh, okay, it's just I'm learning. I can move forward. This isn't something that I used to beat myself up with. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. define us. It's just something that we go through right. and we, as long as we learn. Mm -hmm. and before, I think that's a really good point that we don't have to stay stuck. Right. Uh, we don't have to stay isolated. We don't have to feel bad about it. We have to yeah. reframe things a little bit and then get some support that we need. So, yeah. um, so what are some ways that uh, folks that might be struggling with a bit of mental health? They might even not even call that. They might just call it stressed out, burnt out, whatever. Sure. But if any of the things that we've we've covered uh, kind of resonate with you. What are some of the things that people can do? What are resources they can reach out to? Uh, to get some support. Sure, sure. So um, I believe that, you know, shame uh, keeps people stuck in isolation. And the way to heal that is by sharing that with other people, safe people. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, people would come to someone like a therapist, for example, potentially, or a coach from a business perspective, too, yep. you know. Um, they could also call the Canadian Mental Health Association or call Mental Health helpline um, if people are struggle, struggling with any kind of addictive behavior and they're not sure they could reach out to a 12-step program um, basically anyone sort of uh, I guess any it's just important to reach out to someone and not keep on carrying this weight gotcha so there's a lot of resources you don't yeah. if someone's feeling stuck they don't have to stay stuck there's a lot of ways that no, they can get support no, no, no. from guys like you and I and plus yeah. the other organizations and resources mm -hmm. that you mentioned yeah Great. Okay. So a couple, as we wrap up here, a couple takeaways is it's okay to go through mental health challenges. Many people do, even though we may not realize it. Yep. Um, support is available. Yep. It's okay. Everyone's enough. Yeah. And take some action and talk to someone and, and just get supported. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Well, thanks so much, Brian. Really appreciate yeah. you coming over and having a chat. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Awesome. All right. Great. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode today. I hope that you found it of value. If you did, please give us a five-star rating. And if you know someone else that might find it valuable, please share. Thanks so much and have a fantastic day.